I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pieces of beer and wine. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294. 314-343-0294 and a thank you for your business. This is In The Zone. Hey, uh, Brand. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did want to ask you one thing. Are you nice, <laughs> 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 Listen, listen, let me tell you something. This hair ain't big and curly today for no reason, okay? You know, sometimes I like to switch it up, change it up, you know. And you know what they say. If she get ready, if she put her hair in a bun, you know what's about to happen. On the In The Zone Network. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. This is it. The following program does contain language that some might find objectionable. Parental discretion is advised. How rude of me. Shatota. I would take Bill Walton in playoff games in a heartbeat over what I have not seen from Steph Curry, which is very unclutch. Games 5, 6, 7, 2016. Stop, 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 stop. Real quick. Dare you to go read the box scores and tell me what you see. The crucial turning points game four and game six at Oracle in the 2019 finals. See what you don't see from Steph. Now let's see what we see from Bill Walton. I'm sure a lot of the younger people, and you're old enough to know what I'm talking about here, they see Bill as this grateful deadhead in tie-dyed 60s shirts who has turned into this goofball commentator who is liable to blur Stop the tape. Stop the tape. Stop it. Stop. Stop. You know what? Skip Bayless. Because is you. I think what you just said is a bunch of baloney. And you know I do not like baloney. He doesn't stand for baloney. Hey, this is Kelsey McClure, and you're listening to In The Zone. City to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to the In The Zone Network. Palmer Alexander, the living legend, K-I-L. One Natalie Kim, but Kiss still kills. Joining me for part two of our NBA segment is Josh Price of The Price Check. And he just got done listening to... Uh, my monologue recently and i always save a piece of my monologue for last yeah. uh some of my most vitriol for last it probably you know i'll say it wasn't probably one of my my top 10 favorites but i, I felt better because i s- said shut up skip please tell please tell him to <laughs> shut up please do it again 
Shut up, Skip. So, this reminds me, we we all remember the scene from Coming to America, the first one, where they in the barbershop and they talking about boxing. And, of course, you know, Eddie's Jewish characters, you know what I'm saying, you know, Rocky Marciano, he'll kick anybody ass, right? He had to find his one. He said, they always got their one. That's their one. Skip needed to find his one white man that he could go to besides Larry Bird that he could put up on a pedestal with with Steph Curry. And the one he happened to land on was Bill Walton. And it was a terrible argument, to say the least, first of all. Second of all, he actually gets paid millions of dollars to say these things. Yeah, and it's assaulted. <laughs> it's, it's, it's disrespectful because you see, you know, self-respecting people like us get behind the microphone. We take time out of our lives to do this, give back to the people for free. Skip is on TV getting paid to say outrageous shit like Bill Walton is a better playoff performer than somebody who has three rings. Yeah, I mean, I mean, honestly, I mean, as, 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 as I would say in my bad Abba Pujols imitation, I say, get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> Look, the, I mean, I'm not the biggest Steph fan, and not necessarily because I'm not a fan of this game. Like, that's just, you know, Steph is of a, of a different generation. He's for the kids, I feel like, at this point, right? But Steph is a bad boy. And granted, I didn't seen some Bill Walton tape, but it ain't look like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and, and listen, um, when I'm about 10 years older than you, and when, when I saw Bill Walton, I was never impressed with him. <laughs> and I wasn't. I mean, when he was with the Celtics, I mean, he, he, he never impressed me at all. I just was, I never saw what was the big deal with Bill Walton. Even the 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 when NBA Jam was in its infancy and they showed the Bill Walton highlights, I just was never impressed. Yeah, like I don't, especially you know, you already comparing a big man to a guard of a different era. Um, but Bill Walton is the one that you pull out. Like I, I don't. That that just seems like I said it, he was looking for for his one that he could put up on the pedestal that was like, okay, this ain't. One that everybody typically talk about, but this is how I'm gonna get the headlines today, and that was that was a fail. Yeah, that was that that was no, that was totally different. It's, you know, Steph Curry de- deserves a little better than that, and we'll start with 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 Golden State, and he's been shooting lights out, and I think that with Skip making that that bullshit argument, you look at Steph Curry because I I didn't even you know realize that you know he he's won the the the, the multiple mvps yep. and uh all the all-star appearances and, and things like that but the one thing that i give him credit for in the finals that he won that when he didn't shoot the ball well he took it to the hole yep. and and the one thing that the knock on a lot of three-point shooters any error was that when the three wasn't working, that's that was it. They was one dimensional. Yeah. Uh, I love Dennis Scott, but if Dennis Scott three wasn't working, it was feast of famine. But with Steph Curry, when his three wasn't working, he took the ball to the hole, and he's one of those three point shooters that can be able to finish at the rim. 
outside of Kyrie, I don't know anyone else that size that is able to do that against Bigs. Yeah, so, like, Steph, weirdly enough, I kind of think of this season for him as, like, the... I guess it's what 2005, 2006 season for Kobe Bryant, where he averaged like 35 a game. The Lakers were the eighth seed, and you know ended up losing the first round to Phoenix. But Steph is really putting the Warriors on his back every single night and doing it at a high level. Like he's leading the league in scoring. Um, he's averaging some crazy shooting numbers, and he's also out here taking like 10 or 11 threes a game. Like this isn't small sample size that he's getting these high shooting percentages on. Like he is literally. You know, they say live or die by the three. He's living. He's living his best life by the three-pointer right now. And, you know, that's something that I, I used to tell Arlington that, you know, when I played NBA uh, Live, like 96 Live, and I remember that you can make your own team. And so what I would do with the teams that I would make, I would I would have five guys, all five guys can shoot threes from, from the one through the five. I would have like a Derek Coleman in my five. I would have – uh, a Steve Smith at, at my four, you know. I have a a Reggie Miller at my three, you know. I, or I have a or a Terry Porter at my two, or Iverson at one, you know, right. something, something like that. But but something where you can always just shoot threes and transition, pull up threes. But to see it in real life is it, like it's it's just amazing to me, bro. Yeah, Steph is he's at a different level at this point. I think. We've made it hard on ourselves to appreciate Steph because every everybody typically goes back to at least the people who, you know, are mostly LeBron stands that didn't like the fact that their favorite player was losing to Steph and the Warriors. But most of the people that try to knock Steph instantly go to the fact that he's got three rings and he didn't win a finals MVP. Which, if you really go back and look at it, he should have won the finals MVP for the first ring. You know, we, we fell into the same trap of giving Andre Iguodala the hardest working man award as a replacement of the finals MVP because he decided to guard LeBron. Uh, the second one, of course, Kevin Durant had that hands down. But then if he doesn't play bad, I think that's in game three of that final, that second finals that they won with KD. He probably wins that finals MVP. So Steph is, is just in a whole different area code in terms of shooting ability, being able to lead a team. Um, he's showing that now, not having Clay and having a lesser version of Draymond. They don't have Wiseman healthy anymore. Um, so he's really, you know, night in and night out, carrying a team and trying to get as many wins as they can so they can get back in the playoffs. What are your thoughts on Andrew Wiggins? I think Andrew Wiggins is improved. I I like what he started to, to do from an offensive standpoint in Golden State where they're like, look, if you're taking a jump shot, it's a three. Anything else, you need to be attacking the rim. And he's he's developed that in-between game in a way that he just was not doing so in Minnesota. Uh, I still don't know if he's a long-term fit with them. I think this still could be more of a, a longer audition for another team and being able to use him as trade bait. But, um, you know, they have worse options in terms of people they could put next to Steph Clay when he's healthy and Draymond next year. Yeah, I was just wondering what you thought about that too because I felt that that was this is a great opportunity for him to get himself established as Draymond shooting is, is just abysmal yeah. and 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 I think he is a shell of of himself and so they're going to have to look to to fill that void soon. 
I really like Wiseman, you know, from what I saw him play in limited minutes. Uh, he can shoot from outside, and, and um, he can finish with either hand. He's a, he's a good rim protector. Uh, what do you think about Wiseman? Um, love what I was seeing out of him while he was healthy this year. Um, of course, hated for a lot of these players, not just him. But uh, we've had a lot more injuries this year, obviously with the more condensed schedule, a lot more back-to-backs, that type of thing. But um, definitely hope that he can make a speedy recovery because, again, everything that I saw on the floor from him this year was positive. Um, they, you know, were a little bit slow out of the gates. They made him earn it a little bit in terms of getting him regular minutes. But once he was on the court, you definitely saw that the sky's the limit for him. That is the voice of Josh Price. He hosts the Price Check on the End of Zone Network. We're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. Okay, keeping keeping on with the Western Conference. And, you know, from positions 7 through 10, you got the Trailblazers and Grizzlies and Spurs. What do you think about those teams that I just mentioned? So... I'll start with Portland. Portland is clearly, I think, along with the Warriors to a lesser degree, um, the more dangerous of those play-in teams because you got, you know, a guy who could just go take over a game. You know, with Portland, it's Steph. I mean, sorry, it's Dame Lillard. But uh, like we were talking about with Steph, Dame will put the team on his back a lot of nights. And I think they're definitely going to be in the playoffs when it's all said and done. Um, they still can't really play defense, which is going to be a problem for them come playoff time. Um, but if they can stay in that seven spot and you maybe see a Utah who isn't 100% healthy or, uh, you know, if you happen to see Phoenix, you still match up fairly well with those teams. Um, and with a guy like Dan, you can take your chances in the seven-game series. What do you think about the addition of Norman Powell? Love that for them. They still are undersized in that three spot to me, though. Um, Norman Powell ain't going to do a whole lot for you if he's got to go out like a LeBron or a Kawhi Leonard. Um, great energy and, and great scoring off the bench for them. Um, he's going to play a lot of crunch time for them. Love how he's playing overall this year. But <clears throat> while I think it's a significant piece for them to have, I don't know that it's going to significantly change their playoff chances. And then, like, currently now as we record this, the Grizzlies are, like, two and, a, two and a half games behind Portland. Yep. And But then the Spurs are three and a half back. Are, are the Spurs – are the Spurs – are any contention of, of even winning the play-in uh, game? I mean, I, I kind of think of them – it's ironic they were playing last night, but I think of San Antonio the same way I think of Boston. Like, it's – it's going to be kind of fun to see what they do in the first round or, you know, in their situation, more likely to play in. But I don't – even if they got in, they don't really have much of a path to, you know, winning the series. Um, they have struggled a lot on the defensive end. DeRosa has been pretty good, pretty consistent for them. DeJounte Murray has played lights out, but he can never really stay healthy. So they got Derek White, who just went down, who's probably out for the season. So I think the Spurs – they're in a little bit of a weird situation, but I, I think they're getting some valuable minutes for a lot of the young players that they have on their roster. Um, will be interesting to see if DeMar DeRozan decides to go back there next year, or if he decides to move on and go elsewhere in, in free agency. But um, they're, they're a team in transition, but they don't have to go and tank like a lot of these other teams do because you have 
that infrastructure of Pop, R.C. Buford, and all that goes around that Spurs organization. That is the voice of Josh Price. He hosts a price check on the In The Zone Network. We're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. So, well, you know that pretty much leaves the upper crust of the Western Conference. Your Lakers right now at number five. Yep. And so, you know, a lot of the hubbub that I hear is that you guys should be concerned about Anthony Davis, you know, possibly turning that Achilles, you know, because they say normally if you have a calf injury, that's a sign that, you know, you can lose your Achilles, like with KD. Um, I like the addition of Andre Drummond. I think that he's not somebody that you're going to depend on to get you 20 every night, but, but I think he's the right guy. You'd rather have him there instead of Montrez Howard, in my opinion. Yeah, so what we've, what we've seen play out for the Lakers so far is that, especially in those minutes at the five, uh, Mark Gasol, while he was a great addition in theory in the offseason, I, I think he just may be on the wrong side of the hill in, in terms of his career. Um, still beautiful mind in terms of playmaking on offense and being able to pass out of the post and, and help Set the set the table on offense, so to speak. But defensively, he's just not the same player anymore. Montrez Harrell was never a defensive stopper anyway. Uh, he's supposed to be your energy guy off the bench and kind of play, uh, you know, give you some scoring punch off the bench as a six man. He's been okay, but when we haven't had Anthony Davis, that's when the wheels fall off defensively uh, on that side of the ball. So. I think having Drummond, having that big body to get rebounds, protect the rim, not only helps you in the minutes where Anthony Davis is off the floor, but now when he is on the floor and doesn't have, you know, is in a position where he doesn't have to play the five, you have somebody you can trust in that spot. One of the Laker players that that has grown on me since the preseason, and he's one of my favorite players, T H T. I mean, guy got the best initials in the NBA, hands down. And, you know, uh, due to the injuries with, without LeBron and without Anthony Davis, and he's get, got a chance to play a lot. Uh, what do you think about him? I really like his play. Yeah, so I, I really like his play, really like his skill set. He's been a little bit more up and down recently, but um, he's still a young player. You know, this is only year two for him. And so um, I think it's definitely a piece that they're going to try to use either to build with for the future by keeping him on the roster or maybe use this offseason to try to see how else they can retool that roster around, you know, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. But um, I like what I've seen out of him. I'm hoping that he stays in the Lakers uniform. Uh, but I can also understand if they try to move on from him and try to use him as a piece to get another continued piece. A lot of people say LeBron is just using this time for rest for the playoffs, but if the playoffs were now, he would be playing. What do you think about this this Laker team? Do you think this team can be able to contend and then go all the way? So I do. I think the only concern I have is I just I need to see it for, you know, these next couple weeks start to, you know, at least in the regular season look like we have that postseason edge a little bit. Um, you know, LeBron just, you know, his first game last night against the Kings you know, took a loss, but um, you like seeing how mobile he was. He didn't seem limited at all in his return from injury. So I, I think if all – you know, said and done, they're 100% healthy. You don't have any more missed games out of LeBron James. You don't have any more missed games out of Anthony Davis. 
they definitely are still, I think, the the team that you put your money on to win the championship out west because unlike a lot of these other teams, they don't really need home court advantage to be dangerous. Uh, they've proven this regular season they actually can be better on the road than they can be at home. So I think, you know, it, it would be interesting to see if Dallas can knock them out of that five spot that's and knock them six. That's why I can react Because I know we would be looking at a Lakers-Clippers first-round series at that point. And quiet as it's kept, everybody's looking at the Lakers and talking about their injuries, but Kawhi Leonard ain't played in about two weeks. Yeah, I just I just put look. I I know people expect me to slander the Clippers. They've had a great season. They've honestly performed the same way that people expected them to last year. This year, I think we need to be watchful and, and mindful of what's going on with Kawhi because anytime I hear foot injury, especially on a player that is that size or larger, I'm concerned. Yeah, but. Paul George have been playing some of the best basketball of his career, some of his basketball in a long time. And it's, and it's good to see. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, I was going to go to the Clippers eventually, but I'm glad that you that you brought him up. But I think it's good that they're supporting Cavs, you know, has, has started to step up their level of play and the trade of Lou Williams has, has actually helped them. Yeah, so that's actually – that Clippers and Hawks trade is actually a win-win for both teams because now the Hawks, like we said in our in our previous segment, they have the wing and, and bench scoring that they need with Lou Will, but now the Clippers have somebody that can run the offense and make sure that everybody is getting involved in the way that they need to be um, and taking some of that load off of Paul George and once he comes back, Kawhi Leonard. So um, definitely a good move for them needed move for them come playoff time because I don't really know how much you can rely on like a Reggie Jackson to do some of those things come playoff time. Um, Paul George, hell of a season, has done very well this year, um, but we also have seen his playoff movies before. And I, But you know, but but they got Rajon Rondo too, and it's just, it just seems like he's already is paying dividends with them, you know, already even though he's playing limited minutes. Yeah, you know, Rondo is always going to make your team better just with the type of basketball mind that he is. Um, it's about, is he motivated to do so? In uh, the time where he was leaving the Boston Celtics originally, a lot of that, you know, lack of motivation came from, hey, they started to fall off a little bit. He thought that he was going to get the keys, and they said, no, when we get these veterans out of here, you're going to. Went to Dallas, terrible fit with him and Rick Carlisle. Went to New Orleans, and when they were winning, when they had you know their playoff success with him and Drew Holiday uh, sweeping Dame and, and CJ out in uh, Portland a couple years back with Anthony Davis, um, you saw that playoff Rondo came back. And then, of course, last year he gets another ring with the Lakers. So when he gets in that mode, he's definitely going to make your team better. It's just about keeping him motivated and keeping his eye on the prize. And then, well, you mentioned Dallas. I, Dallas not a threat. No, Luka's going to make it fun, but they're not winning. Them. So what do you think about Denver? Denver's not a threat anymore since Jamal Murray's down. Yeah, so they're not a championship contender, but they're still a dangerous playoff team. Um, like, again, so like me as a Lakers fan looking at potentially playing them or the Clippers, I don't necessarily have a preference. I think the Lakers are still the better team if they're healthy. Um, but you don't want to have to deal with Jokic for seven games the way he's playing right now. He's, you know, 
averaging some insane numbers. I was just telling Arlington before the show started, I had to come around on him being my MVP pick because even after Jamal Murray going down, that team hasn't missed a beat, and it's really because he's the catalyst for it. Yeah. Now, a team that we that we haven't got to yet, and and you're not buying any stock. The last time I mentioned the Utah Jazz, yep. you wasn't buying the you weren't buying the stock. Nope. Then I guess you're not buying it now, are you? No. No, I uh, my pockets are, are empty when it comes to the Utah Jazz. I have I have nothing for them. <laughs> I have nothing for them. I again, I, I love what they've done this regular season. They've played exceptionally well, both sides of the ball, offense and defense. Um, but I think in crunch time in the playoffs, you're gonna look up and you're gonna have a lot of these games, especially now that you don't. I mean, I don't know when Donovan Mitchell is coming back. Like his ankle injury, while it didn't seem to be overly serious, still serious enough where he's missed multiple games. Uh, even when you get him back, even if he's 100% healthy, you still don't have enough go-to scoring punch when it matters the most, in my opinion. Oh, that's why I'm gonna ask you next. I mean, so that's what is that what it's going to take for Utah to for you to take them serious they, they need another score I think so because while again it looks good from Bogdanovich and Clarkson and those guys now when them lights get bright and it, and it gets real tight in the arena you know uh, there's a phrase out there called lemon booty <laughs> and it, it gets real tight real tight in the, in the backside and I don't know that they'll be able to make it past a, a severe case of the lemon boot. So okay. we go, <laughs> we go okay. again. It, Donovan Mitchell, love him, but at the same time, we've seen a lot of these games this year where it gets tight against you know 76ers is a game where I saw him most recently, even though it was a, a couple months back, uh, or the one that sticks to mind at least. He went like 13 for 31 from the field. That's not going to win your playoff game. Yeah. And I see those games happening a lot more than not come playoff. Game. So today, the Phoenix Suns, they sit atop the Western Conference. Yep. And I think a lot of people a year ago would have never foreseen that. But you cannot undersell, and we talked about this before we was taping, about CP3. And I think he should be in the MVP conversation. What do you think? I had to come around on this also. At first, I was opposed. Um, but there is there's something to be said outside of the numbers for him. And just the effect that him walking into the building has on a team, especially like Phoenix, where, again, they haven't made the playoffs for the last 10 years. And just by, like that, adding him to the mix of the guys that they had in the bubble last year, they're not only in the playoffs, they're at the top of the playoff race um, and looking to have home court throughout the whole thing. So Phoenix is dangerous to me. Um, whenever you have a guy that can score like Devin Booker, you got a, a floor general like Chris Paul, um, the only thing, the only thing, and I kind of mentioned this on our previous episode of the Price Check when we talked about the state of the West, the one thing that I'm fearful of with them is what DeAndre Aiden are we getting night in and night out in the playoffs. Yeah. And and, and you didn't mention anything about Crowder. Jay Crowder, hell of an addition. He's been hurt recently. Um, but honestly, we, we alluded to this when we were talking about the Heat. If the Heat still had him, they would be much more dangerous than they are now, and the Suns are much more dangerous now than they were last year because they had a guy like Jay Crowder who can be that versatile forward for you, can guard a few different positions on the perimeter. Uh, he's going to knock down an open jump shot for you if you need it. 
just an overall solid player. He's also a guy that's not breaking the bank for you when it comes to contracts. So, you know, it's another piece that you can keep around for a while. Yeah, and he has an experience, too, that, yeah. that finals experience, especially in the bubble. Tough guy, had to guard LeBron. Um, yeah, he can knock down a shot. And I just think that they have a, a good mix. And, again, when I was talking about Chris Middleton, that first segment, another thing about Devin Booker, uh, they, they mentioned in the scouting report, he's going more to his left, and he does. And that just – he just add another two to three more points to his game because either he's going to get fouled or he's going to get the and one. But again, that's just that lets you know what kind of time these guys are putting in the rim, you know, putting in the gym, excuse me. You know, John Collins, as we talked about also in the other segment, putting in the time in the gym because you see him shooting threes and stuff like that. Even got like Danilo Gallinari that he was really a good three-point shooter when he came to the league, but now he, he's a Knocked really down. good one. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, so these guys have been putting work in, in, in the gym, but you can really see. Yeah, and so, like, with Booker, it's kind of the same thing we saw with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander last year in OKC, where just having that confidence instilled in you by Chris Paul makes you take your game up a level because now you know you ain't got to do it all by yourself. But when you do have the ball in your hand, you're being empowered by the person next to you as opposed to, you know, somebody be feeling like you're too selfish or you're not playing for the team. Um, you have somebody that's pushing you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. All right, Josh Price, thank you so much for joining me on this NBA edition on the In The Zone Network. Tell our listeners the best way to keep up with your great podcast. So we have the Price Check Podcast uh Twitter account price at price check pod. Um, you can also follow the YouTube channel. We still have our videos up from our mailbag episode there at the price check. Uh, we'll actually get video up from our last price check episode. And then of course, you know, wherever you get your podcast, Podomatic, especially, uh, we'll have price check next week that kind of previews everything regarding the play in tournament. We'll also come back with a full playoff preview and awards predictions before the end of the year. All right, Josh, thank you so much. You know we'll be in touch. Oh, uh, yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, we're going city to city, state to state, worldwide. You're listening to In The Zone, and this is The Network. Hey, this is Ashley Baker, a member of NABJ and the host of About Nothing But Sports, and you're listening to In The Zone. This is In The Zone. He'll kill. How's getting it right getting a retread? Getting it right is getting, you know, getting someone different. I don't know, you know. I mean, think about it. There's no black voices on the air in St. Louis. And then, you know, when I brought that up in the meeting, but Randy, he comes back with me. He says, well, Charlie Toon's on air. Can I get some crickets, please? On the In The Zone Network. I'm Alexander for the Inner Zone Network. I want to tell you about Cafe Piazza. They're located at 1900 Arsenal. They have a happy hour where you get buy one, get one 50% off on all items of equal or lesser value. They also have large pieces of beer and wine. That's at Cafe Piazza. Give them a call, 314-343-0294. They also do delivery and curbside pickup. And on the weekend, their brunch is open. Get yourself some bottomless mimosas, Bloody Marys, breakfast pizza, a la carte, all at Cafe Piazza, located at 1900 Arsenal. 
That is Cafe Piazza, 314-343-0294, 314-343-0294, and a thank you for your business.